0: unbelievable news everybody it's a cannabis legalization news like you can't believe two people have gotten together and there's billions at stake uh there's not only that we also have some great history we have a wonderful name that strain and much much more on a brand new and 18 plus only episode of cannabis legalization news What's up, man?
1: What's up, buddy? Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday.
0: Yeah, everybody out there, thank you for joining us for a roundup of the cannabis legalization news that we have for the week. It was uh, quite a busy week, and today's one of those days where, you know, Danielle and I were talking about it earlier, uh, you know, uh, so you don't know what's going to happen on that day when you wake up, and today was one of those days. So, you know, uh, likes and subscribes if you've had one of those days where suddenly you wake up and you're like, man, I'm glad we didn't do... A lead news story because that was a big story that broke and then the hilarious thing was uh miggy who's
1: columbia care well that's the thing i was saying even in the legal worlds we are two different worlds right like yeah it's it's one thing that like i go to kentucky right i feel like that's mm-hmm. a different country versus two legal states with two different like whole animals right like we all know cookies but who the hell is uh well Columbia Care. What well, is Columbia Care? Care.
0: Yeah. Well, before we talk about that, let's remind people that the new cannabis legalization news site is live. And that's where you can find our podcast, our Facebook page that does have approximately, I don't know, 343,000 people. And we're actually on it right now. Uh, sign up for our newsletters there, and that's where we publish articles on all those little clip shows that you see. You can find us over at CannabisLegalizationNews.com or on Facebook at Facebook.com backslash FreeTHC. So uh, that's kind of the little intro advertisement for the channel. Uh, now I think we can get to the real meat and potatoes of our main story. But it's a pot stock story, so I'm, I'm starting with that bumper. Yeah. out of huge pot stock news cresco has announced that it is going to acquire and that is just uh you know rich person speak for purchase uh columbia care and columbia care was announced that they have entered into what they call a definitive agreement that means that that there has been an loi and stick around until the end of the show when we do the how to cannabis segment there was an loi out there for who knows how long prior to announcing of this definitive agreement and the agreement arrangement will uh, allow Cresco Labs to acquire all of the issued and outstanding shares. So this isn't uh, this is a share purchase agreement. All those shares of Columbia Care, that's called the transaction, uh, subject to customary closing conditions and neglig- necessary regulatory approvals. They anticipate a closing in the fourth quarter of 2022. Uh, so I like how I've heard of Cresco a lot because I'm out of Illinois. They're one of our yeah. they are the largest operator out of Illinois. Uh, and I'm sure like Green Thumb Industries would be like, no, we are. But uh, and then there's there's Columbia Care, which was kinda a big to-do on the East Coast. So like I was looking at, at New York, I'm like, I guess Cresco's not in that. Uh, but Columbia mm. Care was. And Columbia Care was all up and down the East Coast. And so now if Columbia Care acquired and, and Cresco become one, um, man, they got uh, it on lock over
1: there. Yep. It is Columbia Care then is it like one of those companies did it start off as a wellness company, or was it one of those ones that like we'll just call did. ourselves a care company?
0: Huh? Correct. And so like both Cresco and also Columbia Care were started as very large operators underneath their uh, medical uh, laws. I believe Columbia Care arose out of the New York medical laws and then mm. Cresco arose out of the Illinois medical laws. So the Illinois passed that back in 13. I want to say that's approximately when New York passed theirs. New York's licenses. I think were handed out about the same time Illinois was, were in about 2015. Uh, and then from there, they spread.
1: Yeah, because we don't have Cresco here nor GTI. I mean, at least I'm aware or of Columbia you know? Care. But or Columbia Care. Like these, you know, here it's still, you know, your big names are not really multi-MSOs, you know, or if they are, they're they're a dispensary like Have a Heart. There's a Have a Heart here in Washington, there's a Have a Heart in uh California. Or even Sitka, you know, our friends, the the hash makers. There's Sitka here in Washington, there's Sitka in uh, uh California, but not like a big company, like a Cresco, something that has a board. There are not many companies that have boards that,
0: here. That's that's correct. There's not many cannabis companies in, in this Washington State that have boards. Uh, maybe also not in Missouri. Some of the cannabis operators that I've talked to you there, they say that they solve things at the kitchen table. And I'm like, Boy, you have a boardroom for a kitchen table? And uh, no, Uh, but uh, it's one of those deals where it could be closely held, provided that they make it not such a huge industry like they made it in uh, the East Coast when they did their medical and then also in Illinois where they did their medical. It just allowed for uh, huge corporate needs. Because when you start getting like, you know, more than five million dollars in an operation together, usually aren't just you know one person who owns it. I mean, like even like medical groups, right? Like let's say you're doing optometry and you're just doing the LASIKs and you're clipping along at four or five million dollars a year. You still might be a part of a medical group. It might not just be the person who owns it. Oh, yeah,
1: sure. But. You know, with this, I mean, that's a pretty big deal. Is uh, Cresco sold over an American market or is it in the Canadian market? Uh,
0: yeah, no, no, it's it's not necessarily sold at any. And so Cresco is probably listed on the uh, Canadian market, but then they are, and they are, they're on, uh, they're on CSE. So that's the, the Canadian stock exchange as CL, but then they're traded over the table. And most of the stocks that you see in America that you, you think are traded, you can't actually buy them. They're just traded over the table. They aren't traded in a regulated exchange. So they have that proxy exchange over there in uh, Canada that they could use then to set valuation. So, yeah, Cresco in America is C-R-L-B-F. And then in Canada, it's just stock ticker CL, Cresco Labs.
1: In America, to get involved in that stock, you'd have to be a big player, right? You already have to be involved in this, right? It's not like I can buy them on Robinhood. Yeah, you can. can I?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I've purchased marijuana stocks before. Okay. Uh, right now, Cresco is... Uh, this says it's down, you know, 5.67% today. Uh, it's trading at
1: $6.16. I mean, as, as the news spreads. And again, we've proven that cannabis is recession-proof. So this well, let's is gonna talk be- about that in our next story then. Yeah. Because we have a
0: new story that's also kind of in stocks. And we could share that. How the United States Cannabis Industry Weathered Two Years of Pandemic Upheaval, a uh, graphic, an infographic by Bart Shaneman, who's an editor at M- MJ Biz Daily, is what we are sharing. And so year-over-year sales increases. Look at that. A 777% sales increase year-over-year going into the pandemic. So that's that big spike. Uh, but then you have to remember it's year-over-year sales increase. And so it's only down to 53% increase over 2020. Uh, And that makes a lot of sense because if you look at this as just a regular graph as opposed to something that looks, uh, you know, purposefully warped, uh, there was a big ramp up in 2020. And then what that other number means is that it held steady. And so it did continue Mm. to grow, just not as much on a year-over-year basis. But, you know, what else doesn't happen in off years? Elections. And so there hasn't been any new market opportunity yet. And Mm. so the East
1: Coast is coming. Well, and you know, pandemic has proven like... More people, you know, with the stay-at-home stuff and, and, and just everything closing, you know, more people consume cannabis. Like, it became more people turning their ways towards cannabis. And even the truckers, right? Like, how we talk about how 56% failed, you know, their P test, that proves nothing. Right. Uh, right. You know, this is, of course, cannabis is going to be a, a good market, uh, be able to ride through it, you know? Right. And that's kind of what they're
0: saying right there. Record yeah. levels in 2020, people uh, bought a lot more weed. But you have to remember... That could also be explained because Illinois came online, and suddenly mm. you have over a billion dollars, uh, and so did Michigan. Michigan and Illinois came online, so here's two billion dollars extra, and so that two billion dollars very much. Hey, shout out to Illinois. That you go follow them on Instagram, guys, at Illinois. And so uh, that uptick that you see right there with that 777. That could be $2 billion of in Illinois and Michigan starting their first years. And so they look for another 777% increase when you see, or more, because New York's huge. And New York has their hemp farmers farming biomass this summer. And they're going to be just crashing the prices. But that's awesome. I mean, we're going to talk oh, yeah. more about New York uh, next month. But, you know, if you're a hemp farmer in New York, you are a lucky person. And you should go on over to com. <laughs> but, you
1: know, and again, too. When the pandemic hits, and, and, you know, Josh pointed, Kincaid of Talking Hedge pointed out that the spike that we see as consumers that happened during the pandemic, of course, is going to plateau because people realize, like, oh, yeah, cannabis for me, yay, or nay. I mean, it's not like, oh, now I got to go back and get it all of a sudden or something. It's uh, something I'm going to do or something I'm not going to do, like vitamins. I don't know. You know, yeah. it's not a, it's not the exciting sure. thing.
0: Sure, but then, like, again. the biggest reason for that uptick are two new markets and those new markets were Illinois Michigan and those new markets are going to be Virginia they're going to be Connecticut they're going to be New Jersey they're going to be New Mexico New Mexico only got two million people but they got a good program it's going to be you know New York Pennsylvania that's a lot and then eventually it'll be Florida but you know hopefully Florida has an open entrepreneurial market as opposed to what it currently has
1: well the uptick too is also attributed to also the um, the laws passing, even though the markets didn't occur yet because regulations take forever. You know, in in the turn times is like if you are in prison. But like, it, you know, the markets became like the states realized like yes, people like cannabis, and so since the rules flip, it makes people less scared, right? More emboldened to try this, and 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 then realize like, yay, we've been lied to for fucking all my life. <laughs>
0: Literally, your whole life you've been lied to. And that is one of the reasons why we're going to do an international news story, mostly about why you've been lied to your whole life. Uh, Miggy, have you familiarized yourself enough with this one to lead yeah. off the next story? Let's do it. All right, man.
1: All right. So bipartisan congressional lawmakers want bipartisan. By- Bipartisan congressional lawmakers want Biden to push UN to end international marijuana ban. You know, this is how the war on drugs has been uh, exported for years. So a bipartisan duo congressional lawmakers find a, filed a resolution on Friday imploring President Joe Biden to yield his influence to get the United Nations to end the international ban on marijuana by removing the plant from the list of controlled substance in a global drug treaty. That, you know, Representative Nancy Mace and Barbara Lee introduced the measures as UN's Commission on Narcotics, Drugs, wrapped up meetings for its 65th session this week in Vienna. You know, there are lots of people every year that I know, activists, have been going to this, you know, and, and, and pushing this. So good on these two reps for showing up and pushing the UN. Because artists, South Carolina working with California. What's right. next? You know, dogs and cats living together. I mean, it's, it's like we're America or something, right? Like we're all like citizens of the same place and we all have a common thing in, in, involved. Like, are you crazy? We're
0: Americans, not AmeriUs. Right. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> uh, and so like that's really good that they're asking for this. Unlike the U.S., Schedule 4 is the strictest international drug schedule, whereas Schedule 1 is the most restrictive federal classification. And that's probably caused entirely because either the rest of the world or America was like, how are you doing it? We don't do it that way. And well, so uh, the concurrent resolution and it's going to express the sense that Congress, the United States representatives, of the U.N. Commission on Narcotics should use the single use the voice vote and influence the United States to seek to dis- schedule cannabis from Schedule One of the Single Convention on Narcotics and Drugs of 1961. That is the law that they used in the 60s to just export in mass. Uh, their nation's drug laws and the prohibition of cannabis. Remember, we had the activists from India on that mentioned that they didn't go and and give into it until like 1985 or something like that because they finally yeah. needed the money. It's a yeah. sacrament.
1: It was a sacrament. It was a religious sacrament that they held on to until they're like, yeah, we like roads or whatever it is that they need. I mean, right. yeah, I mean, that's what we, they did to Alaska, you know, in the early days when Alaska was able to grow, grow two plants before, you know, Alaska was legal in the 70s. And then they're like, wow. oh, you like roads? No, we're not going to fund your roads because you have this uh, federal law against, you know, it's it's like saying, you know, we're, we're going to ban you for enforcing like um, colored, you know, uh, drinking fountains or not yeah. enforcing it. It's craziness. Oh, man, we have
0: some craziness coming out of Alabama later, but we're going to talk about what they think you can do to a woman's body in a bit. You know, I'm still I'm still uh, stoked that this international news is getting out there and that we're leading on it, you know, because we led on it 61 years ago in in the early 60s. when We were like, drugs are bad. Okay, you like that government money. Right. Uh, And now I'm glad that we're leading on changing it back because then you can have a lot more uh, cannabis companies all throughout the world.
1: Well, the toothpaste is out of tube, right? Like, just the ignorance, the drug ignorance that we've enabled, has harmed our society more than it has, you know, uh, made it for the better. You know how many? You know, the cure for cancer could be locked up in jail right now. We don't know. You know, we don't know what lives and kids are ruined all because of the law. It has nothing. Well, like not only mind. that.
0: Uh, I thought maybe you were also referring to the abject lack of scientific inquiry analysis. Uh, into the cannabis plants in the united states for the past 85 years all of the science has had to happen offshore like mostly in israel uh, but that's just ridiculous instead of us researching about this plant and how we can actually use it you know to be energy independent or uh, have a different pharmacopoeia uh, of substances that we might be able to use to treat our ailments in a substantially safer way can you believe that
1: Energy independence. I was just thinking about that the other day, about battery technology. You know, like my, my kid asked me, you know, was bitching about the gas prices like everybody does because it sucks. Yeah. Right. But I also remember when gas was like a dollar ten when I was a kid. Right. So there's this constant uh, influence of people, OPEC, who control something that involves our society. You know, and in an end, if we were to legalize it, have hemp growers, you know, hemp batteries and more battery cars. We would not have to be enabled or... uh emboldened to these people right you know, we, we do we, you know we we would make their commodity worthless exactly. which is it should be and then the
0: other thing is you know think about all the building materials we don't need to be a uh, you know chopping all that crap down uh but that's that takes time and then that could have been something I mean like the subsidization of hemp that could have continued and think about the building material technology that we'd be able to have or there are the the shirt and the garment technology that we'd be able to have
1: Con- uh, or the batteries we, Cotton you know, paper it, batteries, yeah, like you're talking. Yep,
0: and so that that was really stupid of us to have done that. Yeah,
1: we we just we we set ourselves back a hundred years instead of being more progressed. Like there's just uh, yeah, we 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 lied to our people to try to control them, only to hurt the overall society. And is how it's played out. You know, show me on the doll where prohibition has worked.
0: Well, uh, you're like, are we here? <laughs> prohibition worked here i
1: just you know that's the thing man it's just like uh you know it's almost 420 i know we're trying to stall a minute but uh um, just a minute
0: we got a minute to stall i mean like miggy i'm a lawyer we stall professionally for months (coughs) you mean your whole market (laughs) uh no well uh, we will talk about all the crap that is illinois later on in the show but for right now it is 20 past the hour so that means that it is literally 420 somewhere Yeah, hey man, you know what people should be doing? They should be checking us out on Apple Podcasts because we're there. You can find Cannabis Legalization News on Apple Podcasts. We have forty ratings, uh, and a, mostly a five star rating. So please go rate us five stars, nice. and then give us a hilarious review, and then take it in your car with you if you haven't caught the news. But we still do the clips only on YouTube.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a you know we we try and get the content's hard. content's hard Uh, and then uh,
0: the other thing we're also on Google News don't forget to check out Cannabis Legalization News on Google News you can find us if you go to Google News and search for Cannabis Legalization News you can follow us there so you've been advised
1: right on hey man did you see and this is not in the script this is something that shared a meme on our our page Uh, a friend of mine who's going through the Montana process of uh, opening a store oh okay Uh, this is training that she had to go through. Check this out. Let me see if I can it bigger. But the, the, the picture shows when recreational... Oops. When recreational... Blah blah, 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 When recreational marijuana should not be sold. Common signs of intoxication. Appearance. Bloodshot eyes. Disheveled clothing. Flush face. Blank or dazed not look. Not flush face. The uh, Disheveled clothing. <laughs> disheveled clothing. All right. This, this shirt was pressed when I got here. I'm just fucking lazy. Or you know what? Right. This guy. Look at this picture, though. This guy looks so stressed out. He needs the weed. Like, how are you going to deny somebody that. comes into your store like that? And be like, sorry, sir. Even though right. you uh, need a good indica, I don't know. <laughs>
0: yeah, that does happen. Way often. Way often. But uh, I'm just kind of got some trending something behind. Oh sure. What's up? Oh, let's say
1: we got some trending news.
0: All right. Let's uh, let's go ahead and hit the trending yeah. news then. It was a little bumpery. There we go. In trending Joy. news. Joy. Jointly now offering cannabis to employees as a wellness benefit. This is getting reported out of the Gondrenor. That's pretty awesome. 150 bucks a month for legal cannabis transactions made in the pursuit of purposeful cannabis consumption. And most of the cannabis consumption that I do is purposeful. Very rarely do I use it accidentally. Um, Where's Jointly located uh, at? Uh, Jointly located? Uh, jointly is a cannabis wellness platform utilizing data that makes me think it's probably out of the United States. The Jointly's CEO and co-founder is called David Coy. And the company has been working with its tax accounting and employment teams on the new wellness benefits program since November Ultimately, we could not find a reason to believe that reimbursement for lawful cannabis consumption as part of a company wellness benefit is problematical. Uh, this may be in Canada. After reading that type of stuff, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking because uh, you know, as our, our last guest Jay talked about, um, right, the fact that you could use your benefits towards fucking weeds, amazing,
0: right? The the fact you could do that, but it also makes me think that it's maybe Canadian maybe canadian and so no this says uh he is in uh la oh, so nice. maybe it's la uh well, and yes. if if it's if it's uh, and then here's uh, david k that's the coy. let's see where he's at mm. uh he is i don't know denver metropolis area okay so, so america this is in america this is in america so good for jointly and the new uh, employee benefits program uh, to pursue better well-being with the option of including
1: purposeful cannabis consumption. I love that they they worked it with their tax lawyers like they're trying to figure out like like it's so fucked up that to give things away cannabis at that there's got to be like rules and stipulations just like here in the state of Washington companies can't give out samples we're still in that part of 1930 where we just can't give out samples but yeah wow yeah. But, but yeah, man, this is, an,
0: is a multi-state, I mean, because they were in two different states, so therefore multi-state. Uh, and, and I'm not exactly sure because we haven't figured out if they are actually a Canadian company. Just they're in Denver or in L.A. like a lot of Canadian companies are, right? Uh, how, and I'd also like to see the, the tax policy memo from those lawyers, those tax lawyers that wrote that. That would be what I like to call good reading.
1: But oh, that's on.
0: only because I, I'm fairly boring. If I think like good reading is reading, oh, look, a tax court opinion. Neat.
1: Yeah. It's kind of how we get in this mess though, man. Lawyer. Well,
0: it's it's just what you do as a lawyer. You, you read uh, opinions and then you go like, that's not what the law says or that's not what the facts were. We should appeal this. Uh, but then that's that's the litigation style of the practice as opposed to the transactional style, which I've been doing.
1: Mm. Right on, yep. man.
0: Well, I'll get more into litigation here shortly, I'm sure. Uh, but then there's some more trending news, which is great because like, this is one of those stories that, um, it's one of those, those states that just can't get out of its own way. Seriously. Right. Uh, And so let's go ahead and and get to that one. That's that's Kentucky is passing the medical cannabis reform uh, and it is inching closer with the house has passed. So the house has passed HB 136, which would allow doctors to prescribe medical cannabis to patients by the first of next year for only six qualifications cancer, chronic pain, which is, of course, your catch-all, and epilepsy, seizure disorder, multiple sclerosis, chronic nausea or cyclical vomiting syndrome, and post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, also one of the catch-all prescription elements. And so this is what I would call a wide-open, only six-qualifying condition list. Because how many things fit into chronic pain and how many things can be uh, fit into the PTSD aspect of it, which is good. It basically means that yeah. any patient that wants cannabis in Kentucky under this recitation of what it means to be a patient should be allowed. And then you get to the next one. Uh, the proposal would prohibit. Uh, yes, the proposal yeah. would prohibit smoking as a form of use and home cultivation would not be allowed. This means that it is an oil only state. And so oil only states, of course, have the additional expense of the process.
1: Yeah, well, and again, this is, uh, you know, I know it's not the best, Bill. I know a lot of people are upset, not 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 feeling warm fuzzies by it. But, you know, once you get this in the books, you know, who 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 recently just flipped? Was it in Alabama that, that went to flower or, or Mississippi? Because this started out as an oil-only oil, oil state. Yeah, 10 times. Um, oil-only. <laughs> now I'm just going to look that. I it's mumble cool. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, man, I, I think, you know, Kentucky – they should do it. I, uh, you know, the vote was 59 to 34. So that shows, I don't know who's the, I imagine Kentucky is mostly a Republican heavy state. So, mm-hmm. you know, that, that must show that there are, I mean, there are people. We know they're all fucking Americans, right? More than half the goddamn nation's pro cannabis. Like, this is, oh my gosh. Non-
0: yeah. It's, yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's a nonpartisan issue. It's, it's just everybody likes it, except for yeah. like 25% of people are just like, no. I prefer to live in the past.
1: It, it, it just makes no sense, man. You know, and again, once the rules come into play, it takes a long time to get to the level where, like here in Washington, or, you know, for you, unfortunately, it's guys, it's so expensive because your market's fucking frozen right now. It's crazy.
0: Oh, yes, but that litigation may thaw one day, or it could be next year. And then Cresco just took over the East Coast, so... <laughs> Look for a wonderful rollout of all of their products coming soon to a dispensary you don't own.
1: But again, are these big MSOs who are like Cresco, even though they, they're buying all these licenses, are they good? Are they, are they good business? We don't know because they still are, have monopolies for the most part, in limited, limited monopolies in each day, which is crazy.
0: Yep. Well, let's check back in on that uh, uh, the Kentucky news. The common denominator is drug addiction problem. Americans started with marijuana, says Funges, who did not offer scientific evidence to back that claim. But at least he offered certainty of probability of 99.9 percent. And so this is a non-supporter. And so that he is foreshadowing what may happen in the Senate. Uh, Despite this bill passing in the House in a 65 to 30 vote, uh, the Senate is substantially more um, conservative. And they do not believe that it's actually going to make it through there.
1: Well, it isn't, aren't the Appalachians going through Kentucky as well? Like, Didn't Kentucky go through the whole opiate crisis too? Pandemic oh, yeah. or epidemic? So, you know, their ignorance is thinking still that cannabis is a gateway drug, whereas it's an exit drug. It's a thing that right. like, people do to not do harder shit. To not be a horrible person. It's fucking To crazy. not do that. But then, like,
0: and then how many people in Kentucky want this? 90%. 9 out of 10. Damn. And then think about that. Where does Kentucky rank in racial disparity in cannabis arrest? This one's pretty interesting. According to the Marijuana Policy Report, a uh, Pro project, their data, black Kentuckians are 9.4 times more likely to be arrested for possession than white Kentuckians.
1: I bet you Kentucky's just gerrymandered the shit out of it. Just all, like, weird. <laughs> you know, this is all the arsed people. <laughs> you know, it's all McConnells. All the arst people? ours. <laughs> people. <laughs> I guess, I mean, again, Kentucky's a very heavy red state anyway, so I don't know how. I I guess, like, oh, look, minorities. Oh, skip that part. (laughs) We're not going to. I don't know how they do it. Yeah. So we got. uh, Oh, hang on a second. I'm going
0: to put a new bumper in there. Because, like, you know, stuff I didn't see coming. And then it says news clips. And so. uh,
1: Okay. I'm waiting. It's all good. Yeah.
0: But there is more, more stuff. Coming here in just a second.
1: I can turn into a mukbang video and eat my pizza. Oh, neat. Cannabis mukbang.
0: And then in shit we didn't see coming news, out of Georgia, retailers have won a restraining order, order over hemp-derived THC products. So the Georgia retailers have uh, pushed back against the uh, overarching or overstepping attorney general in that state that said, or the Atlanta area district attorney that had been aggressively trying to shut down the hemp derived THC product sales. And they had seized millions of dollars of these THC products, whether they're the Delta 9 types of products or the, there it is, the Delta 8 and the Delta 10 THC, which say they're illegal under the state law. uh, And they won. In that, so it means that under state law, the CBD products are legal and that's created confusion in the market. But uh, they were not able to shut down those uh, hemp and vape shops in Georgia that are selling uh, the Delta 8 and also the THC.
1: No, that's outstanding. You know, Georgia is a special kind of stupid. Um, you know, they're the same state that just settled a a lawsuit with a, a party of, I think, 54 people. They, oh, yeah. they they went to a party and uh, uh raided it and found an ounce of cannabis and arrested... One them. whole ounce. One whole ounce, and no one said it was theirs. And, and nobody claimed this ounce. This must have been
0: one busted, janky ounce.
1: One magic ounce, right? Like, even if they were to divide that ounce amongst 64 people, it would be like .001, uh, you know, grams. So, like, not even a, a violation. You're getting arrested for a seed, kind of, sort of, you know, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, George is special, man. I, I, I'm i glad that the, those, the, the, the person pushed back and won. Um, I'm surprised that it really was on their side, though. Good on them.
0: Yeah, well, uh, that's one of the, the tricky things about these hemp companies. They do come with risk, especially when they want to move those types of products in the retail market. And you always say, like, well, somebody can come in and try to shut you down if they want. And then you have to look at the state level. And then did the state. Did they change the law at the state level or usually is it the attorney general, you know, coming out for the state or like the regulator saying, like, we now consider this illegal. That's not necessarily there. Uh, theirs to say. And, yeah. and then you can take it to court and it appears that it was successful in uh, Georgia. And then from there, we'll see. It's a temporary legal victory, according to the AP News, uh, against the cannabis extracts
1: well again uh, you're right they have business they're gonna be keep funneling it pushing back hopefully the the georgia um prosecutors just see it as a waste of time you know again people in positions of power are just people right uh so write them push them pressure them if you're in georgia because that's how we get things done Mm -hmm. and then uh uh OK,
0: pretty interesting. Well, there's just uh, just reading the the actual AP write up of it. And so uh, there's a lot of confusion. Pate said it's not prosecute people and take all their stuff off. If there's a legitimate question that it's legal, there is there's a legitimate question that it's legal. And that was attorney Paige Pate. Shout out to him. And then they sued uh, Austin Gaston in the state asking a judge to declare the hemp derived Delta 8, Delta 10 are legal. So CBD, CBN and CBG. And they want them to block further raids.
1: I love how they ask if it's legal. Never is should it
0: be illegal. <laughs> well, that's that's where it gets into this weird thing that was happened when the hemp law split the cannabis plant into two unique legal distinctions. One being an agricultural commodity, and then the other one that has any more than 03 percent delta nine THC being a, the, the most heinously controlled substance. In our federal So it is simultaneously the most controlled substance and corn, you know, and, and so it's just <laughs> ridiculous.
1: Yeah. It could be a t-shirt or a good weekend. <laughs> it's it is something magical.
0: And I am just, uh, you know, shout out to all the good people uh, that are fighting the good fight in the state of Georgia or in other states that try to encroach on the uh, hemp entrepreneurs that are out there. Still selling the stuff that people want because they aren't allowed to sell the stuff that people really want.
1: And then again, the people are so innovative when it came to like, you know, discovering Delta 8 and in Delta 10 and all the other caminoids. Um, it's they're not so bad, they really aren't. Uh, it's not the full entourage, you know. I'd rather have a nice, uh, uh well done, well farmed. Uh, meal but I'll take fast food if I can I mean You're if I am starving.
0: Yeah. you starving and I gotta take that fast food but then you you prefer to try to plan around that but then
1: sometimes yeah. you just start
0: running out of time and that's that's where things get uh,
1: well can, I would truly want organic everything and all the other stuff but it's just reasonably not affordable so that's why <laughs> you know
0: there is that it is it can get reasonably unaffordable which uh, you know that does kind of suck it does kind
1: of suck Oh, good steak sound for stickums. Yeah, that sounds delicious. That hey, sounds man, should
0: we do uh, some Name That Strain, or should we do a, another story that I wasn't expecting?
1: Let's do the strain, but is this the one? I think this was last week's.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, I updated it. I just uh, got a new one. So okay. we have a new one that I just put in, but it still says the old one on the notes. So let's go play a little bit of Name That Strain. Wow. Oh she is. That one uh, definitely has some purple undertones in it. Uh, and, definitely. and that's the name hint. That is the name hint.
1: I love the, uh, oh man, so frosty. So frosty. Yep. It's so frosty. What are you smoking on right now? Uh, I'm stro- smoking on something
0: that kind of looks like that. It's with bag seed. And so, like, the bag seed came out of it and it, it tastes pretty cushy and it has a lot of purple in it. And so, I don't know what it is, though, but it's great. <laughs> right uh, on. Yeah, and then it's it's a lot better than this other crap he- you know headline that we saw. So you know, get your jokes in as we have that. Uh, this one's really close, but it's not quite there. Uh, and then you know, also really close, but not quite there. I mean, the the purple is is definitely. Uh, and then Logan, of course, just nah. way back downtown just drains it. So yeah, purple punch. That is the name of the strange. Shout out to Logan Gangier in Indianapolis. He got that one nice in short order. Uh, so we can go ahead and let me just get over to the uh, the overlays and take that down and then put that up. And so Purple Punch, according to Leafly, that might actually have been that, uh, is a sweet oh. and sedating union of indica dominant strains bred by Larry OG with Granddaddy Purple. A astonishing trichome-laden purple punch was born smelling of grape candy, blueberry muffins, and tart kool This potency of the strain gives the consumer a one-two punch to the head and body, initially landing between the eyes and settling down into the limbs. Purple punch is the delicious dessert strain that is best suited after dinner. Its effects may help with managing nausea, stress, minor body aches, and pain, and sleeplessness. So yeah, that is, that's what ails you. Terpenes. <laughs> Terpenes are good. I can smell
1: that from here.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, there's another one that's not good. This one was not good this week. Mickey, you're not going to be expecting this shit. Uh, Alabama bill is going to force women who want medical marijuana to show a negative pregnancy test as part as the ontake and the qualification. So can you believe that?
1: This just shows the ignorance of the politician. You know, first off, mother's milk has endocannabinoids in it. Your body has an endocannabinoid system. Like, there are studies showing pregnancy is not as like, it's not like drinking alcohol or smoking cigarettes. Cannabis is a whole different animal. You know, we keep trying to put it in the damn alcohol legalization. We're like, we're like a
0: child. That understands that you get the child toy, like with the square and the square hole and the round hole and and, and the the triangle hole. And and, they learn shapes. We're like that child sitting there with the square peg, just trying to put it in the round hole and going like, how come it's not going there? Because you're putting hemp into there. That's that's the square one, you know, and it just just, but they don't get it. They don't change the law. And so it's still out there. Look at this. uh, The the the. The stuff that's going on at senator larry stutz filed the bill that would amend the state's medical marijuana law that was enacted last year uh, by requiring dispensaries to have women between the ages of 25 and 50 provide a negative pregnancy test either for a phys- physician or documentation of a certified medical lab that has been ordered by a licensed physician in Alabama, and that document must be within 48 hours of the purchase of weed. So you <laughs> oh have to God. keep getting a doctor's note when you go buy your supply before she may what? purchase any medical cannabis, except in the capacity as a registered caregiver. I mean, reading that stuff, you just go, he's got to be kidding, right? Well,
1: this, fucking, this uh, require women of childbearing age. Like, what kind of fucking archaic verbiage of telling a woman to control their body shit that you have to like, this is just dumb. And do you do this for alcohol? Are you requiring piss tests for fucking booze? Can she buy a six pack? Whatever.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's right. Again, have you banned <laughs> pregnant women from buying liquor? But what do about you the children? Have have, What about, what about pregnant women going into uh, the liquor store for that woman to buy liquor, does she have to take, like, a breathalyzer? Does a woman need to take a breathalyzer to buy vodka in Alabama?
1: Does she... I mean, they have drive through liquor stores there. Are you fucking kidding me? Like... Yeah. Does she need a, 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 a... Even, like, to... I don't know. Most shit in the store can kill you anyways, right? Like, all the cleaning products? Like, does she need uh, a fucking pee test for that, too? Like, this is ridiculous. I don't know. Like, over, over-stretching. Yeah, it's <laughs> churlish. That's what it is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my but I
0: but yet there it is. And so like this is out of marijuana moment. This is one of the biggest news outlets in cannabis. They have some of the best software. We pay them 25 bucks a month. And then you can check on their uh, they track all these types of bills. And so when this one came by, they must have been like, oh, neat,
1: you know. Yeah, no, seriously, the, 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 you know, Tom, they do a really good job of covering like this oh, yeah. across the nation stories that pop up, you know, uh, before him, you know, it was just like dumbasses like me and Google who'd write like blogs and stuff. And, you know, he's got a coordinated DC effort going on. So, like, support Marijuana Moment if you want to know more about policy and then just really, you know, because we talk about how to do it, right? Like the parliamentary process is long and boring and. You know, Safe Bacon Act against all the uh, more acts. You know, everything's stalled. It's just fuck.
0: Yep, everything is stalled. It's uh, it's quite frustrating, isn't it? It is. All right. Well, you know, I'm just just having a blast over here, trying to figure out what the next news story is and and how to cover it. But I'm also trying to get something for covering that next news story because uh, I think it's oh. It's time for us to go on the way, 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 way back machine. Way, way back to 50 years ago today. Boy, do we have the bumper for you. 50 years ago, almost to the day, to the yesterday, the Schaefer report, the federal panel said marijuana should be discriminalized. But the president who ran on reform still hasn't done it. And you can see they get into a little bit of an editorial reply there. Mm. Uh, however, if those who of us who are adjoining and are not in the awares, you're going to enjoy this. And so smash smashing likes and, and click them subscribes. If this is something that you didn't know, the way that the Controlled Substances Act actually got passed back in 1970 in the wake of there being no federal cannabis prohibition because uh, Timothy Leary and Leary v. United States got the 1937 tax stamp act kicked and Nixon said drugs were public enemy. Number one, they put schedule F or part F into the controlled substances act to commission. This study called the Schaefer report to determine whether or not the facts that Congress was finding to put the substance into schedule one was valid. And it turned out, no, it was not. Now, this means that Congress punted on its vaunted uh, finding of facts powers and gave it to uh, an administrative, uh, you know, study that was done and then published and then disregarded. Yeah, and so the those facts supporting the Schedule One uh, classification are still one of the reasons why this law is constitutional. But uh, we don't really believe it's constitutional over at uh, our Facebook page. And so, um, Boy.
1: Talk about the studies that we still need to do. Right. So this was the Schaefer Report, right? This was indeed
0: the Schaefer Report. That's right.
1: What was the LaGuardia Commission? Was that just the state? The LaGuardia Commission was before
0: that. That was like on the wake of them doing the first federal prohibition. And so that was more along. And we'll do a history on the LaGuardia Report in the future. But this was, you know, look at that 14-member commission that they put together, appointed by Nixon himself and congressional leaders, and they recommended decriminalization. My goodness. And they they still never did it. And one of the things that I thought was good in these links had to do with a, a link out. And there's a toy, uh, a link out to the uh, the old uh, stuff that I used to read all the time, uh, the drug war library or the drug library, because they actually have the Schaefer oh, yeah. report published. That was the normal email. So if you're not a normal email, you should be. But then uh, they had a link out to that uh, druglibrary.net of the entire Schaefer report. You can go through how detailed this study was, you know, those studies that people still want more of. And then the studies that you know maybe we should show that senator from Alabama who wants to infringe on in your rights as a woman to buy weed. I Seriously? tell you what, what a time to be alive
1: know what you know what well, you know, uh, it's we, it's not in the notes but we was it was shared in our slack but this is um we need a new bumper of shit we've talked about that you've heard it here first before but now because it's all about regulation is so effing boring like the whole policy law creating society is just boring like nobody yeah. there's no quick fix right but uh cannabis industry journal reporting uh, and then I've talked about this first because, you, know, you know, I'm into the, the engineering side of things and whatnot, but uh, ASTM, which is a huge um, nonprofit, really, how we know like manufacturing processes behind a way, like the same way if I were to like give you a pound of cheese and it's going to be the same pound of cheese here in America versus you know, uh, England, you're right? The, the, the well, in England it would be a metric. Well, they, yeah. They, they, but they would just convert it to grams. But if they had a pound, pound, right, like a, like a pound weight, it'd be the same pound weight versus, you know. So there's a standardization for everything, right? And here the ASM launches a, a standard for international intoxicating cannabinoid symbol, right? It's just a symbol. It's it's just this. See the little pot leaf right there? That's a little package that's going to be in every package across the world one day. Yep. yep. Um, but also, that's- I oh well, go ahead.
0: Oh, when I saw that come out, I'm like, oh, I might want to like. Uh, update and amend because you have like your labeling plan, right? Your packaging and labeling plan, and your packaging and oh, labeling yeah. plan is going to change depending on whatever jurisdiction you're in. But you still go like, where are the packaging and labeling regulations? Oh, they're over there. Thank you. And then you take the one that you already have, and then you put a new one together. Uh, but. You know, I would probably add this to my packaging and labeling plans already because and and then in further compliance with uh, future proof standards, we will incorporate the ASTM, cite it and then show it. Well, show it if you have pages to show it. Yeah. Don't show it if you are on a page crunch.
1: Well, in the ASTM, they're, they're really good because it's not just this one topic, one thing that they uh, created. Right. They're doing different things for like cannabinoids uh, testing, but it's all like real scientifically figure it out type scenarios it's not like a nine out of eight times this will happen or whatever no it's gonna be like this is consistently what this is and you know and, the, and the, that's the standardization that if you're really into like legalization like boring regulation if you if you are you probably already followed astm but you should follow astm and and, and check out their cannabis uh section um it all costs money though to be part of it just like nist or the uh a2la certifications for the labs all these things. Uh, it's all documentation that they're putting out. That is going to be the the basis for future uh, federal regulation. You know, the GMP certifications, the uh, the DUI bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. there's so many spectrum of how to regulate this plant. This is not being properly regulated at all in any state. All right.
0: Well, uh, some states are trying harder than others to regulate it. It seems and try to get it right. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anybody's out to burn it, but then again. There's deep pockets to money to tax money. I don't, we still don't know where all the tax money in, in this state goes. You know, that shitty ad that I Will, showed you, the train. Yeah, we don't know. I, it, it's kind of built into a general fund. Like it's not, huh. there's a little bit that goes to, it's not a like Colorado where they can say, look, we built playgrounds and, and stuff like this. You know, it's, uh, you know, we're, we're not the perfect utopia that most people think Washington is, this liberal utopia. <laughs>
0: Right. Well, you guys do have some data that you publish, at least on a per license basis regarding revenue numbers. And so you should be they should know that they, they know where every dollar has been collected yeah. after it gets collected. Then where it goes, I'm not really sure.
1: Yeah, that's a problem. And then the thing, too, is the governing body for the cannabis out here, the, the, the LCB, um, they're appointed by the governor. So they don't answer to anybody. You know that's the problem. Like when, when they put out these statements, they talk about shareholders, right? You would think the consumer was the shareholder, the citizen was the shareholder. That's not who they're placating to. They're placating to the companies and the the uh, associations that are showing up and taking them to dinner and inviting them to their conferences. That's who they're placating to. It's it's fucked up.
0: So they say their constituency.
1: No shareholders. People invested.
0: <laughs> shareholders. People invested. Constituency. <laughs> same thing
1: i know it just i hate it
0: yeah well it was an interesting moment in history just to see that you know they came out with the studies and then it's been 50 years and then did that matter
1: no no but but again like you were saying though we we still have these bullshit like all these non-studies that came out right because everything has to be proven against showing cannabis being evil but it, it doesn't because it's not. It's like studying a teddy bear. You know, you're like, ah, oh, it's scary. No, it's cute and cuddly once you learn about it. You know, I don't know. It's just it's just dumb shit, right? Like the, the way we've been pushing the narrative for this plant. It, it, it's, it's, it's like equivalent to coffee. <laughs> you know, it really is. It, but then coffee is a stimulant.
0: I'm not sure how you would classify cannabis. I think some of it can be stimulating. Some of it is more sedating. But um, when it comes down to like, well, what about its deleterious effects on your health? It's comparable to coffee.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And if we just not promote this ignorance, you know, America could be better off. We could be so fucking, you know, going after real crimes and and real bad people and fixing real issues. But instead, we circle jerk. I got nothing.
0: Yeah. Well, let me uh, pull up some. Regulations—that's one of the things that we got uh, last week, or I'm not sure if it was last week or earlier than that. To be honest, it may have been a little bit earlier. But the—we're uh, going to do a little bit of the how to cannabis uh, and talk about our webinar that we'll be having here in a bit. So let's hit that next bumper. Go cool. about it, you know. Oops. Hey, it's me. And then I didn't check who was on first on that. And so when I did that side, uh, Miggy was going to be there with the regulations. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about how to cannabis in this episode of Cannabis Legalization News. Uh, We have regulations now out of uh, New New York. And New York State has come out with their conditional adult use retail dispensary regulations. And then how they can be eligible and all this other stuff. So there's 36 pages. And then what do we do? We make it into a checklist because now this checklist has all these elements that you're going to have to get and put together in your uh, application. And the application appears to be fairly complex. I mean, they even ask for audited financial statements. But then that's one of the reasons why we put it into a checklist so that the regulation compliance will be uh, something that you can get going on right now if you want to get into uh, a adult use retail dispensary in the state of New York. However, when you look at the eligibility, it really appears that you're going to be kept out uh, kind of a bit. You know, you have to have been in New York. A majority of the ownership have been residents of New York by being physically in president of the state Mm. for not less than 100 calendar uh, days during the or current year or 540 days over the past three years so i guess this is for the snowbirds that they're okay no, and then sorry. it has to have this applicant that means it's justice involved and so this justice involved remember that headline that you saw yeah. going around about how the first hundred dispensaries were going to go to people with prior marijuana convictions
1: yeah these are the regulations that's pretty no that's yep. fucking awesome dude that, Yep. that's who going the first pick
0: uh, it is. And then they have you have to find the eligible people that are going to be these justice involved uh, individuals. And they also have to have businesses. So they need to be convicted of one of these or be a parent or, or child, spouse or dependent. And see, that's kind of nice that they've expanded the family map. Because yeah. if it's just you, that makes it a little bit more mm, straightjacketed. But yeah, then, if it's you sense. and your family, then like some because that, that that offense may have negatively impacted you because I they think they're also requiring you to be a business owner.
1: I, you know what if like you get the double whammy and you're just one of those guys that are presently in business and get arrested while you're in business? Think you did you have a business? Can you apply for the license? Because they're like, I just got arrested. Yeah. Just wondering.
0: Right. Well, it's just there's a lot of new regulations that came out of New York in the past couple of weeks. And so much so that we're going to be doing a webinar on them uh, because it's not just the. And so you can there's a link to this webinar in the uh, description section of our episode today. And it's not just the retail that we have the regulations for. There's actually an application period going on right now in New York for cultivation. Outdoor cultivation, adult use is coming to New York.
1: Man, that's exciting. Now, is there what's the fees ahead of time? What are the requirements for that kind
0: of stuff? Oh, we'd have to see if those, the, the fee aspects in those regulations there. But with the uh, the hemp ones, the hemp farmer into the cultivator, they're quite reasonable. Like I remember them, and these are the regs. There are 13 pages of them. I remember them saying that there was going to be something like prohibitive, like a five hundred thousand dollar application fee. But no, when you, they actually published the regulations, there's only a two thousand dollar application fee, oh,
1: that's and not they bad can at start
0: all. get go- They can start getting going. But it, it, it's a very large plan. So it looks like it's truncated at the beginning so you can start getting going. But then within 30 days of them issuing you, you have to get like more of those plans together. So they're yeah. kind of telling you like, here, you can get started. But then, you know, get your consultants and your other people on the line to start getting us this stack of documentation that we're going to need to make sure that you're compliant with our regulations.
1: Is uh, Do you need to have the location already? Tell it, you know? Yes,
0: yes. And uh, so like you already had to have been a hemp farmer farming hemp. Remember that one hemp farmer we had on two years ago? I wonder if he's still farming hemp.
1: Oh, yeah. You know, he has Blue Gene Radio. I follow him on the uh, Instagram. They're, they're Oh, yeah. Know, lovely. Let's, uh,
0: let's give him a shout because, like, yeah. let's see if he's doing this. Because I, if I was a hemp farmer like him in uh, New York, I'd be jumping all over that.
1: Uh, Hate Proof asked if we're uh, Mac 1 or uh, Pineapple Express today, I'm going to say. I had I had a wedding cake earlier. Um, you,
0: know, you, yeah, you don't know I who you're had, smoking.
1: You, you got well, back Well, there's, there's
0: that. Is that. And so, but it, it looks a lot like Purple Punch, and it, 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 its flavor profile sounded very similar as well. And so I'm assuming that it's got some uh, purple in its ancestry.
1: No, it's a little ball weed though. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a good one. All
0: right. well, I think that's about it. I think we wrapped up our oh, news. Shit. You know, it's been about an hour. I just wanted to just like thank everybody for you know coming out and and watching and, and, and joining us to 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 stay on the news for this week and uh, hopefully you know house things out in Washington.
1: Are you doing all right? Oh man, you know I missed the pandemic. <laughs> Why do you miss the pandemic? Like I'm just it's upset so- that it's
0: raining outside. It's like man, I could be taking a walk right now.
1: Well, I took the bus today and then uh, uh, the city's fucking busy again. Seattle's open for business. I really the traffic's happening again. You know I just missed the. My commute when I drive is only 30 minutes, but because people suck and are in the world, which, you know, I love you guys for watching us. but it takes me an hour and a half because people. So I take public transportation, but then now it's just becoming another like shoving people in the, the big can again. And I mean, it's cool. We wear a mask in the bus and stuff, but and like at work, I don't do it here because I feel pretty confident that the people I'm surrounded by are intelligent human beings that are, you know, and don't come to work if they're sick but uh, uh uh things are busy here again man it's it's cool I, I the weather once the weather turns again that's that's gonna be the one exciting so it's it's yucky and rainy and busy yeah
0: <laughs> nice well you know i do yeah. want to shout out to all the the members that support the channel and all the viewers hey uh one of the best things that you could do for the channel or the podcast if you're listening at the on your commute is to tell somebody that you know in your circle about it because that's really uh, what recommendations and references and referrals they leverage not us but you and you aren't you important of course you are and hopefully we see you in the credits because that's where our members go so thank you and uh, we'll see you probably sunday oh yeah we got a guest right uh, no uh, we need to get a guest booked so we have okay. plans on booking a guest but we haven't gotten a guest book we've been trying to get a guest for michigan to be topical because uh, okay. Michigan has got changed their laws for for uh, Detroit. Detroit's trying to get their adult use head out of its ass, and mm. so like we've had him on the bubble, and it's just like oh they're continuing it, oh they're continuing oh. again, and so like there's nothing new to report, nothing. And so like we we'd be jumping the gun, so I'm just kind of like having him out there, and you know? shout out to John, he'll be on soon. Maybe <laughs> we should have uh, Luke on, see if Luke's you know we haven't talked oh, yeah. to him and touch base with Luke in forever if he's got time.
1: Definitely,
0: cool, Thank dude. You. All right! Shout enjoy out to week. all the uh, yeah. Enjoy the week! Shout out to all the the people and see you next time.
1: Later. Pizza, pizza, pizza.